unique, one-of-a-kind, silver, pagan, heathen, and occult designs only at Maccabay. There are various Mjolnirs listed on two different Etsy shops. I'll be providing those links for you here in just a moment. And they also do custom work. And like I said, they have various pagan, occult, and other heathen-inspired religious jewelry designs. Um, and specific custom work uh, requests are welcome. You can follow Maccabay on Instagram, which is at Maccabay Designs. That's M-A-K-A-B-E-T Designs, or on Facebook at Maccabay. Now, to find them on Etsy, you'll go to etsy.com slash shop slash Maccabay Designs. That's M-A-K-A-B-E-T Designs uh, for all the socially acceptable designs. And then for more of the fun occult and adult type designs, you can go to etsy.com slash shop slash macabre hammer. That's M-A-C-A-B-R-E hammer. Check them out today and let us know what you think. Welcome to Ravenwood Meadery, Huntsville's first heathen-owned and heathen-operated micro-meadery, specializing in handcrafted, slow-age small batches and using seasonal ingredients. We are proudly located in Studio 2069 at the historic Low Mill Arts and Entertainment in beautiful Huntsville, Alabama. To help with build-out costs of our fermentation area, the awesome folks at Green Pea Press have put together a t-shirt campaign for us. There are several different styles to choose from, and we made sure to include one that will fit our Viking-sized friends. Don't worry if you don't live close enough to swing by to collect your shirt, because Green Pea will ship it for you. The campaign ends on February 3rd, so don't wait to grab your swag. Once the meadery is open, we will be hosting heathen meetups and workshops on a regular basis. Visit our Facebook page to stay up to date on news and announcements, and be sure to check the description area of this video for links to our website and to order your very own Ravenwood Meadery t-shirt before the campaign ends on February 3rd. Hail, and thank you all for your support. folks hail and welcome back to random heathen ramblings here on the midgard musings podcast it's jesse and i am back after a bit of a uh, hiatus or a bit of a break i know you guys and gals out there are used to normally getting my podcast put out here uh, about twice a week and that didn't happen uh this past week as a matter of fact i think the uh last episode that was published was on the 19th and today is the 27th of january so you know a little over a week has gone by but um been 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 pretty busy over here on the home front um and on the work front um i may have talked about in some of my last episodes at least the last one about a colleague of mine at work um who was out sick due to the coronavirus COVID-19 which which was awful not just him but his family were affected by it uh, but things are back uh, to you know pretty pretty normal operations now he's back um, and uh, so hopefully um, after after this week um, or starting next week I'll be able to reintroduce a somewhat regular cadence of keeping one or two episodes a week coming up I'd like to do two episodes a week and you know get to touch base with all of my listeners all over the globe, which by the way, I want to say thank you so much for, 
uh, for tuning in and listening. You know, um, it, it's greatly appreciated seeing the podcast grow on so many different platforms uh, is really an awesome thing. Uh, so one thing that I wanted to call attention to was the, the little promo segment that you first heard before this episode about the Ravenwood Meadery uh, down in Huntsville, Alabama. So please, please be sure to check the show notes of this episode because by the time this episode airs, um, there will only be uh, about a week or so left in time for you to get the, uh, you know, the special uh, offer of, of merchandise and things like that, T-shirts, whatever. Um, so all that information for Ravenwood Meadery is going to be in the show notes of this episode. Definitely be sure to check that out and see if it fits you. Um, another thing I also want to call to attention, as I mentioned in the last episode, is that if you didn't know, uh, as you listen to these podcasts, you can call into the Midgard Musings hotline, which is 615-671-9832. Call in, leave me a, leave me a voicemail, and uh, you, know, you, can just, you can call in to say hi. You can leave a question. Leave a comment. Um, no time limit on that. You can just call in and uh, we'll check it out and add it to a future podcast episode. So I would love to feature any and all listeners. Uh, that is a domestic United States number. Again, it's 615-671-9832. If you're calling internationally, uh, you know, those rates may, you know, standard rates may apply, <laughs> whatever the uh, disclaimer is uh, if you're calling internationally. Um, but that's something for you guys and gals out there listening to think about when you um, listen to this if you want to be a part of the podcast you can also send me a one minute long message through anchor uh the main platform that i record my content here on so if you go to anchor.fm slash midgard musings you will see a leave a message option there you can also do this from the anchor app on your mobile device so if you want to download anchor on your phone and listen to me that way just uh find me on the anchor uh, platform Midgard Musings, and when you pull up my profile, you will see the option there as well to send a message. Like I said, it's a uh, you're you're limited to a one minute duration. Uh, so if you just want to say hi or have a quick question, feel free to drop it there, and I will check it out and also feature you on the podcast that way. So you've got a bunch of different ways to get in touch with me here on Random Heathen Ramblings, and I'd love to hear from you. Um, so the main thing that I wanted to do real quick, you know, um, here on this episode is, you know, just talk a bit about kind of what's been going on lately, where I've been, what I've been doing, share some um, information on all places that I would love to see you guys go and support, uh, as I usually do on pretty much all of my episodes now. Um, so that's kind of what this episode's going to be. We're also going to do another Hovamall reading analysis of a stanza we pick a random stanza from the hall of mall and uh, talk o- talk it over um and so yeah that'll be happening later on in this episode uh so i guess really the big thing that i wanted to talk about here was or is yule and everybody listening right now it's like people may be wondering well dude it's january right about to be february um what are you doing talking about Yule? Wasn't that like last month or whatever? Um, so yes and no. <laughs> um, so for a lot of folks that may be wondering what I'm talking about when I say, you know, yeah, Yule's coming up, Yule's coming up. Um, I'm talking about the um, historical heathen Yule um, or what is uh, what we recognize as the midwinter um, celebration. So, yes, traditionally, uh, well, maybe not traditionally, maybe that's a bad word to use for this case. Um, popularly, uh, Yule is held or, or, or observed by many pagans nowadays in modern times uh, right around the end of December. So uh, quite often folks will adopt a tradition of adhering to a 12 nights of Yule uh, approach where they will start their Yuletide celebrations around the winter solstice, um, 20, 21st of December, um, and carry on their um, 
various traditions and celebrations on through till the end of the month into the uh, first of the year. Uh, nothing against it. Uh, I have nothing against it. I feel as if you know you want to celebrate how you want to celebrate. That is 110% your prerogative. Okay. Um, what I am talking about here uh, today is a more historical approach to Yule as it was observed um, in pre-Christian times in Scandinavia. So um, our group, our uh, tribe um, here in Middle Tennessee, which is, again, just very, very small. Um, it's myself. Um, of course, I would count my wife in it um, by default. <laughs> um, and uh, two definite you know, a title or, or office carrying title me- title members. Uh, so I carry the title of chieftain. I have a Gothi and I have a law speaker um, for right now. And that for right now is our is our tribe um, called the Hliridi folk, which is a kind of nod to one of the names of Thor. Um, so Hliridi folk is a is a name that we uh, all agreed on and came up with to mean people of the thundering storm. Hliridi is a uh, another name of Thor. Thundering storm, thunder. You know, there, there's connotations in in, uh, in in Old Norse of that that Thor is, is recognized or or mentioned as as Thuridi, and then of course folk meaning people. So Thuridi folk, people of the thunderer, people of the thundering storm. We live in Tennessee, um, and I am not from Tennessee, but we have got a lot, a lot of thunder storms that that come through here. As a matter of fact, just yesterday, um, on the 26th of January. Um, was a windy, thundering, and lightning mess outside. We didn't get snow. We rarely ever get snow. We get a lot of uh, thunderstorms. Um, and uh, it was nearly 70 degrees here in uh, Middle Tennessee, where I live, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. So it was nearly 70 degrees yesterday. Today, I don't think it got much out of the 40s. Um, so, we are the people of Thundering Storm. Hilary Folk is our tribe's name. And um, so, we have, have kind of adopted a, uh, not like 100% reconstructionist views on things, but we are definitely um, trying to learn and, and construct our observance of holy tides around a more historical approach to things, right? So, our um, Yolevitsu. Yolavetsu is the Yule feast, um, and it was the historical um, uh, highlight of Yule. Uh, we are holding that on uh, the third or final night of Yule, which is going to be Saturday the thirtieth. So tomorrow, the twenty-eighth, is the fir- is the full moon, um, and Yule is is and has always been, at least for in, in, in you know historical heathen. Uh, uh, reckonings um, has been three full moons after the full moon of winter nights. So winter nights this past year in 2020 um, just so happened to fall on the same night as uh, Samhain for a lot of uh, uh, Wiccan uh, pagans and a lot of folks that observe uh, Samhain, uh, the Halloween night uh, winter nights fell the, the full moon for winter nights and all that fell all on the same night October 31st um, and t- tomorrow is the third full moon after that um, so Yule and, and all that changes every year based on the lunar cycles so this year uh, the first night of Yule is tomorrow the 28th so we're going to have our tribe feast on the 30th uh, we're going to be doing some gift giving we're going to be Having a Yule bloat, um, as as small and as modest as it is, that's what we'll do. And we will also um, have a uh, sumble ritual. I've done videos here on this podcast. If you go through my catalog, before I was doing the random heathen ramblings, um, I was I was doing some stuff, you know, kind of in tandem with my YouTube channel. Um, the progression and the evolution of this podcast has grown in such a way that uh this becomes a bit more freestyle 
bit more fun going, you know, not not as uh, structured as the YouTube channel goes. Um, but I do have a couple of podcast episodes up here um, that you can search through my catalog and find uh, things that I did about Sumble for what that is. Uh, but we're going to be doing Sumble, gift giving, games, of course, drinking and feasting. So um, that's another thing too, you know. Like, there's a lot of uh, a lot of preparation into something like this, even for such a small scale um, event as it is. I think all total, um, with the tribe members and friends and family who are invited and are going to be part of it, uh, we're talking, you know, at the most about you know seven seven or eight people, myself included. So very very small, which is what we like uh, for right now, especially given. Um, the logistics of things. Uh, my wife and I host it at our at our house, uh, which is not a large uh, abode. It is a very humble hall, and um, so we don't have the means or the or the ability to to host large assemblies or large gatherings. And so um, this is good. This is good for us. We're going to be having it here at our house, um, and it's going to be Saturday night. So you know. There's been some preparation for planning the meal, planning the menu items, um, writing rituals uh, for the bloat, um, making sure that we have those necessary items and, and, and place set up for for such a thing. Um, so that's another reason, you know, why I've been kind of uh, absent here outside of just you know the work thing that I mentioned earlier. There's been the, the personal life, the things that I feel are more important to work. Um, to, uh, to to take focus on this is again something very very important to not just um, you know not not to all not necessarily just because it's an all heathen sort of thing you know Yule is like the high feast or the highest of, of holy tides um, it's a big deal <laughs> and uh, for our for our tribe specifically you know we we, we hold a very high importance to it um, last year's Yule that we did was done very similarly. Um, we held it again on um, a historical night for Yule of uh, at, you know, so 2020. We, it was again. It was in January, but it was a different date uh, because of the way the lunar cycle, you know, was. So um, we, uh, like I mentioned, we have three days and three nights of Yule coming up starting tomorrow. The main, the, our feast, our Yule feast is going to be on a Saturday and. People are wondering, well, why is that? Why aren't you doing? Why aren't you doing it on the full moon night? Well, the full moon here in the states is tomorrow, which is a Thursday. Um, and given the 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 you know copious amounts of drinking and feasting and, and uh, enjoyment of, of of our folk and our and our people, uh, we wanted to coordinate something that was uh, more convenient for everybody's schedule. So we decided to not do it during a work night weekday <laughs> uh, sort of thing we decided we would uh, have it on a Saturday night and that, that works for everybody involved so our bloat will start off the the, the evening or afternoon um, we will then uh, move inward to our hall for our feast um, do do our sumble thing and then get on to the party get on to uh, getting into the you know games and, and gift exchange and, and all that sort of fun stuff so that is where yule is for us that's kind of what's going on and that's where i've been uh the last week you know is, is really getting into the mind and headspace of getting ready for yule which i've been looking forward to for a lot so i'm going to take a quick break uh give you guys uh, a couple of minutes to listen to a few things for um, you know, various places to go and support. One thing, again, from Odin's Beard Woodworking, you guys are running out of time. Take advantage of a very special offer. You're about to hear that next. So when we come back, um, we'll go into a couple more things and uh, continue on with the podcast. So be right back after these messages and talk to you soon. Odinsbeardwoodworking.com is currently running a very special limited time offer, which is going to give you 5% off your next order. You can order god poles, goddess poles, multiple uh, 
custom commission pieces made by hand with no power tools by Matthew Petrie, CEO, owner, and founder of Odin's Beard Woodworking. Now, if you go today and place an order with Odin's Beard Woodworking for your next altarpiece and use the discount code Team Midgard Musings at checkout, you will get a 5% discount on your total order. Now, that offer is running only until the end of January. So you have plenty of time to consider what you want to get and place your order today at odinsbeardwoodworking.com and remember to use the discount code Team Midgard Musings to get your 5% discount. Check it out today. All right there, everyone. Thanks for listening. Hail and welcome back to your regularly scheduled programming, such as it is. Um, but yeah, definitely check out the, uh, the you know the last couple of things that I mentioned here before I returned, especially that Odin's Beard Woodworking promo, man. 5% off on their website for the next four days at the time well three uh, yeah three and a half four days january 31st is the cutoff right when you go to order anything off of odin's beard woodworking.com use that promo code team midgard musings man get yourself something nice also check out matt's stuff over on his facebook page and youtube channel he's recently got some really cool upgrades to his uh streaming capabilities i'm a bit jealous not gonna lie because the man has got the ability to stream, he went and he went and purchased the Streamlab OBS Pro thingamabob or whatever it's called, right? It's not called thingamabob, but you know what I'm saying. He got the he got the, the pro deal, you know, the pro job as it were. And uh, so now he's streaming from both YouTube and Facebook at the same time, like an absolute boss, carving god poles and and altar pieces and stuff in real time. So you get to see what it is you know that you're that you're paying for man like you're you're where else can you go to do that where else can you order something online from a uh, provider from a from a an artisan from a, a craftsman or woman and uh actually see it happening in real time now you may not see your piece your specific piece being created in real time but you are seeing the master at work you are seeing the craftsman creator of that uh, craft and that item in process of working on that item live in technicolor as they used to say back in the 50s or the 40s or whenever that technicolor thing first came out in high definition in hd it's 21st century so technicolor is a thing in the past and you are now seeing things delivered to you in beautiful pristine hd 1080p whatever i don't know but yeah anyways check it all out you won't regret it. I own a number of pieces uh, from Matt Petrie at Odin's Beard Woodworking. I've got you know, a pocket altar. I've got two altar pieces. I've got a, a Thor and an Odin. Um, I've also got his, one of his very first Frere uh, pieces, which is probably about uh, about five inches or so in, in, in length. Um, I've got a little Tomta that he that he carved and painted, a little, little bearded Tomta. You know? So check him out. Um, like I said, all his stuff is hand handmade. No power tools. What's the line from uh, what's that? Uh, was it Step Brothers? Yeah, Step Brothers, where uh, Dale and Brennan, Will Ferrell, and John C. Riley. Dale and Brennan are in the bedroom, right? And uh, Mr. Doback, and uh, they're in the bedroom, and they hear the <laughs> they hear the, they hear a drill. And uh, Dobak says, uh, "What's his first name?" <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he says, "What am? I, what, what is that? Is that? Is that a drill? Is that a power tool? No power tools, right?" So, so Matt is no power tools. You don't. You won't be hearing no buzz, buzz, or whiz, whiz, or any any sort of power tools in his live streams. It's all hand carved, right? So yeah, no power tools. <laughs> um. <laughs> So yeah, going back to the to the subject uh, earlier uh, that I was talking to you guys about, you know, with Yule, um, 
very excited. Uh, really looking forward to it. Um, you know, this is kind of like the uh, the highlight of our of our events for the year. Okay, um, we uh, we plan on having a really nice meal. My wife and I are, are going to be uh, hosting the meal, and and everybody's going to be bringing. Um, well, everybody's going to be bringing themselves, of course. I mean, they got to be there to, to partake. Um, but you know, we're hoping to you know have you know plenty of mead um, because it's the historical. I think um, uh, the historical sources uh, I think reference the fact that the mead uh, at Yule. Um, so there was a lot of drinking going on at Yule. Um, we hear about that in I think it's the saga of Hawking the Good. But um, anyway, the, the mead was 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 drank or consumed till it was all gone. Um, so hope you know. Hopefully we uh, live up to that um, reality, and that the mead does not uh, run over into the next day. That we that we drink until the mead is gone. <laughs> um, everybody's going to be safe, you know. If they if they can't make it home or whatever, we're going to uh, house them, you know, that sort of thing. People are we're responsible adults here. Don't worry, okay. Don't 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 get yourselves all concerned about our safety we 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 this is a group of people that gather together and have gathered together before we all know each other we all have each other's safety and best interests in heart and in our minds so we're not going to let anybody do anything stupid and get behind the wheel after consuming a lot of mead or other alcoholic beverages or libations so um we will be safe and careful um, but there's going to be, you know, some ham uh, because that is kind of uh, the focus, this 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 Yule, this specific Yule. We are going to be focusing a lot on Freyr. Um, and it's been interesting how Freyr's involvement and inclusion in rituals for this tribe have uh, naturally sort of evolved, you know, um, if anybody follows what I do uh, on my social media on Facebook and, and YouTube, um, if you haven't yet, please, I haven't mentioned it in this podcast episode, but if you haven't yet, please go to the show notes of this episode. Be sure to click on the link tree link to find all of my social media platforms and follow me everywhere. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, subscribe, like, follow the whole bit. You know the drill. Um, but if anybody follows me on uh, my social media, you may have already seen or heard from last year when we when, when our tribe did our winter nights um, event or our, our winter nights ritual. Our um, we so so we, we formulated the, the me and uh, the Godi, um, our Godi's cousin who's also going to be coming uh, to Yule this year, and our law speaker. You know, we all had a hand, literal hand, in building this uh, wicker man sort of uh, thing from branches and, and, and limbs and things that. Um, are, uh, were, were, were harvested from the, the woodland area where we did uh, ritual. Uh, the vey that we performed the ritual in was on our Godi's um, parents' property um, in Tennessee, uh, Lewisburg. So we were doing all that out there in our, our, our wicker man as we were making it. Um, again, why you know what the reason why we were making the wicker man thing is it was a a, a long running tradition um, with other collectives, other groups, other tribes that have kind of come through the area before I was around, um, mainly from our Gothi um, groups and tribes that he was involved in. And the Wicker Man has become a very um, common theme. So when we when we assembled this Wicker Man, you know, uh, um, which by any accounts, anybody, you know, passersby or anybody looking at it from the outside was a very crude assembly. But the, the, the point of it was that it was something that the tribe collectively did. Ritually speaking, we all built this uh, wicker man and what we did was we um, I think it's the crab apples these these large like softball sized things uh, that were that had fallen off of the crab apple tree um, or trees in the area uh, what we did is we, we found a, a large like limb of a, of, a, of a branch of a tree and we secured it uh, in such a way to the wicker man and then in another way secured the, the, the softball sized crab apples to resemble a phallus uh and so it was again it was a nod to 
the Frere. It was it was an homage to uh, Ingvi, Lord Ingvi Frere, right? So um, since then, uh, with the approach of Yule um, and what the meaning of Yule is, and that is that is the the celebration of making it through the harshest and most and darkest and roughest time of the year, right? We've, we've reached that midwinter point. Our ancestors observed this as a time to celebrate the looking to newness and the looking to um, planting new crops and raising new herds and husbanding new flocks and, and things like that. Everything that our, our ancient ancestors had to do to survive, they could now look to this time of year as, as we've made it through uh, the worst part and we can look towards um, harvesting and, and or growing things for harvest and that sort of thing. So Freyr was a huge theme and is a huge theme uh, and a huge um, focus for our tribe. So ham, I was, I was going off on a bit of a tangent there, but ham was, was where we started this. We're going to have ham because boar uh, or ham, you know, Freyr rides Gulen Brusti, the golden bristle. The, the, that's his familiar, his filia uh, in the lore. So ham is going to be a part of our feast. We're going to have um, things of the earth, you know, nuts and seeds um, to represent fertility um, during our ritual and, 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 and on the menu and stuff. So a lot of, you know, thought and, and, and purpose goes into these, you know, into thinking of, of these things and to making sure that we, uh, we hit all the notes, <laughs> as it were, that we're hitting those, those nails on the head. So I'm sharing this with everybody listening um, on the podcast because I know a lot of folks out there, especially newer heathens, may be wondering, you know, why we do what we do. Why are you doing it this way? I read it here as a certain thing, and I'm now listening or reading or hearing about you doing it in a different way or something that I've never quite heard of before. And I think that it's important to always, um, within reason— for the newer heathens, for those that are first coming coming into this, to explain and define the purpose of what we do, why we do what we do, right? Because otherwise, you're just going to read a book, and you're going to be like, "Well, they did it this way, so therefore I have to do it that way." And you're going to you're going to take that information, you're going to do it just on principle, for the sake of doing it, right? Now, education, learning. Um, gaining knowledge, all of that is important in building your worldview, but their tradition needs to be there. You, you've got to have a purpose, a reason, and why uh, needs to be defined. The why of it needs to be defined. So why we do what we do, as I'm talking about what we're doing, and you're asking why, this is why. This is why we do. This is why the Hiridi folk do what we do. And these are why we're building these traditions. Um, it's starting out very small, and very, you know, carefully thought out or whatever. But this is this is why the purpose. So in your approach to heathenry, and as you maybe you know, the, you know, come up with your own worldviews and and, and uh, learn about what a heathen worldview kind of is, um, take into consideration the fact that you purpose, reason. Why are you doing what you're doing? Are you doing it just because you read it in a book? And that because that's the way they did it, you know, 1,000, 1,200, whatever years ago? Or are you taking that information and are you trying to, you know, in modern times, build and, and preserve those traditions to um, continue on legacies and, and to, and to uh, nurture and preserve those, those active fires? I've, I've said it before in other, on other platforms, and I'm not sure if I've said it here on the podcast, but I will say it now is that Tradition is not the worship of ashes. It is the preservation of fire. You know, so a lot of people get hung up and uh, want to uh, make um, outrageous claims about you know, preserving heritage, traditions, and stuff that are indigenous to certain areas, uh, trying to make it sound like something that it's not. Um, there's, there, it's not an attempt to. Uh, you know, beat a dead horse, as it were. It's not an attempt to, again, make something more out of what it is. Traditions are living, and, and, and in that sense, it's like a fire. Fires can rise and, and become enraging 
fires can die down and, and, and a fire can exist in ember state and be sort of dormant as it were but still just need a little bit of revival added to it and that's kind of where i feel we are at now with heathenry is that there's a lot of uh revival going on there's a lot of you know kindling those embers and adding breathing life into those embers so i'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail about what we're going to be doing uh for our ritual but rest assured that for our yule ritual there's been thought put into it and there's a lot of combined thoughts and efforts not you know it's it's not one person deciding this is how it's going to be it's multiple people sharing ideas talking it over and determining that this is the way we want to approach it and this is what we want to do so i think that if as long as you know you as as an individual um or as a group right even if these podcasts get into the ears of people who are all a part of the same group that as long as you um have a mind to preserve that fire and to protect the fire you know ashes are uh, uh, ashes are gone and ashes are dead and, and they are forgotten now and they're ashes for a reason there was no life given to it to preserve it we preserve the flame we preserve the fire and that's what i hope to see continue and and exist in heathenry now and today so before we get into the hall mall i'm going to take another quick break go ahead get a get you know get a drink yourself pour your glass of water get yourself some hydration going on right hydration is key um if it's in the evening or if it's at a time of day or night that you're able to you know pour yourself something a little bit stronger if you want to relax a little bit more we will be right back after these messages to talk about the random stanza hovamal uh stanza that we're going to be discussing today which is going to be uh stanza 141 uh slash 142 and more on that when we come back after these messages hey everybody did you know that midgard musings has apparel for both men and women and even children children and infants not gonna lie it's pretty cool uh midgard musings apparel is available on teespring Teespring offers awesome quality uh, merchandise. I own one myself. I actually bought my own merchandise. You got T-shirts, you've got hoodies, um, you know, bathing suits, uh, and all other kinds of things too. Not just apparel. Um, cell phone cases, tote bags, masks. Right, because of this whole pandemic thing. So, if you go and search for Midgard Musings Teespring in your web browser, you will find a link to the Midgard Musing store. Pay attention now because the URL is a bit wacky. It is midgard-musings-store.myteespring.co. All right, but it's easier if you were to just go to Google and search for Midgard Musings Teespring Apparel. Um, take a look and see what you got. Like I said, we've got sweatshirts, t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, phone cases tote bags onesies for infants coffee mugs um all kinds of neat stuff so head on over to teespring find your midgard musings apparel over there it does help support the channel monetarily so take a look and see if there's anything over there that you like we've got all kinds of sizes and colors for men women children and even infants so the holidays are coming up and these make great gifts for your loved ones so go ahead and check out Midgard Musings Apparel on Teespring, and let us know what you think. Thanks. Everybody all over the world, if you are looking to get your voice heard on the Midgard Musings podcast, you have the option to call in, leave a voicemail, and be featured on the podcast so all you have to do is to whatever country that you're in you need to dial one to reach the united states area code 615-671-9832 is the hotline number just call in leave your voicemail there and i will review it and i would love to feature your message here on a future midgard musings podcast episode really excited to feature this opportunity on this platform so again that number is 
332. It is a local United States domestic number. So if you are outside of the country and you need to reach the U.S., dial 1 uh, for the U.S. 615-671-9832. Go ahead and call into the podcast. Leave your message there. I am looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you so very much for supporting what I do here on the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast on Midgard Musings. All right, everybody. Thanks again for sticking with me during this Random Heathen Ramblings podcast episode number whatever on season two. What episode are we on now? This is, uh, what? Episode six. Episode six of season two of the Random Heathen Ramblings here on Midgard Musings. Thanks for sticking around listening to everything up to this point. If you've made it this far, you're a real MVP. All right, so let's get into today's stanza discussion, which, as I mentioned before the break, from the Hovamal is stanza 141 slash 142. And the reason why I say slash is because actually 141, 142, 140, depending on your translation. So I read from a number of different translations of the Havamal. Uh We read from Hollander, Bray, sometimes uh, Bellows, Thorpe, Auden, and Taylor, and then the Jackson Crawford translation as as uh, uh, in the Wanderer's Havamal of Jackson Crawford's translation. You know, so if you were to read the Bray translation, this would be stanza 140. If you're reading Bellows, it's 142. Everywhere else, 141. And then Thorpe, got to be the, the oddballs, it's 143. So whichever translation you're reading from, um, the Hollander translation, which I will start with, reads as thus. So this is stanza, again, 141 from the Hollander translation of the Havamal. So it says, then began I to grow and gain in insight, to wax eek in wisdom. One verse led on to another verse. One poem led on to the other poem. All right. Um, the Bellows translation, which I actually particularly love, the, 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 the cadence, the, the, the ordering, how this goes. Uh, Bellows numbers this as stanza 142, but it says... Then began I to thrive, and wisdom to get. I grew, and well I was. Each word led me on to another word, each deed to another deed. Uh, uh, the Bray translation is one uh, stanza 140. Ere long I bear fruit and throve full well. I grew and waxed in wisdom. Word following word, I found me words. Deed following deed. I wrought deeds. Uh, the Thorpe, Benjamin Thorpe, translation is stanza is numbered as stanza 143, and it says, "Then I began to bear fruit, and to know many things, to grow and well thrive. Word by word, I sought out words; fact by fact, I sought out facts." Auden and Taylor is waxed and throve well. Word from word gave words to me deed from deeds gave deeds to me and then finally the Jackson Crawford uh, version in the Wanderers Havamal is also stanza 141 I began to be fruitful I became wise I grew and I thrived one word chased another word flowing from my mouth one deed chased another deed flowing from my hands so we're all hearing a theme here. We're all hearing, you know, much of the same sorts of things, regardless of the ordering or the sequence or the numbering uh, of the stanzas. You know, varying, you know, varying translations will number it differently. Um, but I think what we're seeing here, right, is a lot of the magical uh, parts of Odin discovering the runes and what came thereafter, right? Because we are in this part of the Havamal called the Runamol, uh, Odin's discovery of the runes. Um, so at this point of the stand of the Havamal, you know, Odin has gone from being the sort of practical wisdom giver, um, 
you know, for you know, for for many uh, practical uh, ideas and thoughts for people at the time. You know, hospital hospitable host, how to be a hospitable guest. You know, watch where you're going when you enter a place. You know, don't say too much. Always listen. Watch your surroundings. You know, don't go uh, out without protecting yourself. You know, all these practical sorts of bits of wisdom. He's, he's transitioned now into this sort of a uh, you know, magical shaman of types, and um, this, you know, kind of I think uh, hits on a nerve of you know when we see you know for eons a lot of um, <clears throat> You know whether it's a shaman or the medicine man or magic users um, getting into a uh, psychedelic state um, or, or using various psychotropic substances to sort of unlock their minds and open themselves to knowledge you know we don't we, we see this theme continue on in the Havamal, right so odin here is is speaking uh from after after having consumed and drank othrarir the meat of poetry you know it, read through the Hovamal, you kind of see the sequential order of things, and he's, you know, drink the mead and has now opened his mind to the discovery of the, ru- the runes, and one one word that he speaks leads to more words, and one deed leads to more deeds, and I feel that there's, you know, in modern times that there's some uh, validity to this whole thing, um, and this, this whole concept of words leading, you know, to other words, deeds leading to other deeds, it's where are we going? You know, we're we're not we're not staying put. We're not remaining stagnant in our lives. You know, I don't necessarily, um, or or can legally you know advocate the use of, of psychotropics. But hey, um, do what you do. Um, that's none of my business. Um, and my business is none is none of yours. So what I do is none of your business. What you do is none of mine. Um, <laughs> but so how how those. Uh, how that knowledge is obtained, where your mind becomes a bit more open, how you get there, you know, as long as it's being done safely and carefully um, and being done to the betterment, I think, uh, or for the betterment, excuse me, of your tribe. Um, a A lot of people out here listening may not have a, quote, tribe or group or collective, but, you know, you may be a bit more solitary in your practices. You may not know of other people um, but you've got people in your lives at least most of us do i think um, that are nearest and dearest to us you know so that's where it starts it starts with those it starts with your hearth and home um, and then your clan or your extended family and then that that grows into an even more extended version of family which is tribe um and and, and such and so on from there so Regardless of the use of psychotropics, regardless of the use of psychedelics, regardless of how you, if you so desire to sort of expand or open your mind and, and, and reach things or, or connect in ways that you couldn't without external aids, uh, be that as it may, I feel that this stanza stands enough on its own. One word leads to other another word. One deed leads to another deed. We're constantly in motion. We're moving. We're, there's a flow to things. Um, and even in, even in stillness, there is motion. Right, because there is um, ice, Isa. Uh, when we look to the runes, um, is you know an icicle stays still, but there's there's still things going on within it. Um, there's a reason for that stillness. There's a reason for that pause. There's a reason for that um, moment to stop and consider and ponder. Maybe focus inward think about yourself but that's still motion in a sense you may not be uh, externally moving but there's still things going on you're not just a vegetable right it's not just sitting there dead living with you know or existing without life there's 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 life in things that may not necessarily seem to be moving externally to ourselves you know we, we see life all around us move throughout our lives you know a tree that was planted um when I was a child, is not the same tree anymore. If I go there now as an adult, there has been growth. Even though I couldn't see it necessarily every day, there has been that slow and steady growth. You know. So that's my take on it. That's my analysis of stanza 141 or 140 or 142 or 143, depending on whichever 
version uh, or translation of the Havamal that you're reading from. So as always, when we wrap these episodes up, there you go from my take on it. And I want to hear what your take on it is or, or might be. So you have a number of ways to do it. You can shoot me a quick message on Anchor. Either download the app or um, go to anchor.fm slash Midgard Musings. Send me a minute long voice message. You've got that option. Um, you can also give me a call at the Midgard Musings hotline. And I mentioned it a number of times earlier already, but if you're wrapping this up and you want it again one more time, it's 615-671-9832 for all domestic users. Standard rates apply wherever you're calling from, so bear that in mind. But if you want to weigh in on this, and you want to share your thoughts and have it featured on another episode of Random Heathen Ramblings here on Midgard Musings, go ahead and uh, contact me any which way if you're not big into you know sending your voice across the airwaves and you don't want to have your voice heard um you can remain anonymous by the way so if you call in um your your phone number and all that is not revealed your name you can just remain anonymous you can use an alias that's up to you um however you like and if and if none of that is your uh, suits your fancy and you'd rather just send it something in written i'll be happy to read it out and uh leave you anonymous as well so send me an email midgard musings tn at gmail.com that tn is tennessee so midgard musings tn at gmail.com send in your thoughts here to the podcast by voice by uh email if i had the means by carrier pigeon by smoke signal if i could read smoke signals any which way you always can connect with me online on my various social media platforms you can follow me on twitter direct message me on twitter or at me there midgard musings Follow me on Facebook. Give the Facebook page a like. Send me a direct message there. Subscribe to my YouTube videos and comment on the YouTube channel. All of that information is going to be in the show notes by clicking on that Linktree link. There's Patreon. There's Teesprings. There's PayPal. There's a number of ways you can monetarily support this podcast and everything that I do here for Midgard Musings across my multiple platforms. So please consider that as you continue to listen to what I do here. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Random Heathen Ramblings. My name is Jesse, and I look forward to talking to you in the next episode. Until then, hail, and may your hearth fires always continue to burn bright. <laughs>